The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Israelites entered the promised land. They went from a diet of water and manna to ribeye, fresh vegetables and Cabernet Red. So the Israelites asked the locals, how do you get such great food here? Now the locals didn't say to them, oh, you got to get a John Deere tractor, and you got to work the farm. And what they told them is, you got to worship the fertility god. So the Israelites were thinking, bread and water, ribeye, Red wine? Mm, I think we'll go with the fertility god. And they did. Well, many, many years later, Jesus is going to Caesarea Philippi. What's in Caesarea Philippi? There's a spring. Now, we all know that a spring is underwater. There's water that's underground that comes up. And tell to the ancients, this Spring is a door. It's a door. It's a passage to the underworld. And that's where the fertility god lives. And that's where the fertility god supplies water for the rich food and harvest that you, are, that you eat. Now let's go back to the desert where the Israelites are and there's no water. So God says to Moses, strike the rock. So he strikes the rock and water comes out and of course they have plenty of water. Now imagine Jesus comes along and says... I'm going to build a church on this rock. And so now it makes sense what he says. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, the doors to the underworld, will not prevail against it. So it makes perfect sense. We need to make a choice. Which water are you going to choose? 
which is going to be your life support. Now, in order to answer that question correctly, because the Israelites didn't answer the question correctly, is you've got to answer Jesus' question, who do you say that I am? Now, you would think, with all the disciples there, that they would all raise their hands simultaneously and they all say together, oh, of course we know who you are. We know who you are. We've been there. We, we were there. I mean, we were there when a paralyzed man picked up his mat and walked away. We were there when a blind man got his sight back. We were there when the, when the, when the leper had all his, all his sores on his body were just, just taken away. We were there when a dead 12-year-old girl came back to life. I mean, we were there when we saw that you multiply the loaves and feed 5,000 people. We know who you are. But they didn't say that. Only Peter raised his hand. So why is Peter so different from the others? Well, let's find out. So just before this happened, the, the, all, all, all the disciples are together in a boat. It's the fourth watch of the night, which means it's around four or five in the morning. And Jesus, being bounced around by the waves, Jesus comes along walking on the water. Of course, they're all afraid. And then so Jesus says, it's just me. Do not be afraid. It is I. And then Peter says... If it's really you, Lord, tell me to come out in the water. So Peter goes out in the water, and we all know what happens. And it's this moment, it's at this moment, that Peter says something that none of the other disciples have said. It's at this moment that Peter says the most beautiful prayer. It's the, it's the, it's the one, it's one word, these are the words that God would love to hear from everybody's voice. And Peter utters them, they're beautiful. And Peter says... Save me. Save me. Peter's the only one that got out of the boat. Peter's the only one that said, save me. Peter's the only one that experienced what it's like to have Christ extend his hand and pull him out of the water. And that's the faith lesson today. It's this. It's okay to need God. It's okay to say to God, I need you. It's a great thing to say, save me. And you will learn something. You'll experience something you've never experienced before. And you're going to use that wisdom. You're going to use that knowledge to make a choice. And I guarantee you'll never make the mistake that the Israelites made when they went into the promised land and choose the wrong water. You will know where to go. When life's burdens are in your life, you'll know where to turn.